the only compliment he got really uh, virtuous one was right, uh, you know speaking out the bhagavad gita but other than that i think he has been really portrayed rather poorly although the man was a colossus krishna himself stood for a strong central whether you call it an empire or call it a strong central state in north india so as to avoid or prevent invasions from taking place if krishna had been given sufficient heed by our civilization which is a very tall order then perhaps our medieval history might have been different i'll make it clear that we are not discussing religion god lord krishna or sri krishna we are just discussing krishna as a political and military strategist on the basis of whose ideas this book has been attempted so we haven't even called him sri krishna right through the book if we have it's a misprint you know the last time that perhaps based on indian experience a book of what may be called political science was written and that was arthashastra 2500 odd years ago i don't know because a lot of you must be very knowledgeable whether you have heard of any other book between arthashastra and krishna rajya possibly not i have tried to ask everywhere but nothing has been attempted now it's very very strange and unfortunate i would say that <clears throat> with so much philosophy that we have i mean we are a storehouse of philosophy starting from the rigveda going on to lots of lots of uh, philosophy which is the father of political science and you have an enormous quantity of history because of the very fact that we have our civilization has lived for thousands of years and also the fact that we are a large country but more than large for example you would call china large yes it is large but its history will be much shorter than ours for the simple reason that they have been a centralized state uh, for probably the best part of 2200 years now um as a result the history was of whoever ruled china at that time whereas we had hundreds of principalities small and big um to tell you the what happened in where i originally hail from kathiawad saurashtra southern saurashtra is kathiawad there was one state amongst the 564 or 65 that sardar patel amalgamated into the indian union in 1947-48 one was only two villages just two villages and it was a state and the head of the state got an income of 500 rupees a year approximately that was the revenue if there was no famine if there was a famine 
God knows what he did. He borrowed money probably. So it just gives you an idea of how many principalities the country must have had through the years. And not every time was there a, a big ruler in Delhi or anything like that. I think the maximum was probably Aurangzeb, who also did not reach anywhere near uh, Kanyakumari. As a result, our history, if it was studied, would be enormous. Um, and history is the mother of political science. And why is it that so much philosophy and so much history has yielded only effectively Arthashastra, Krishna Rajya, the book is yet to be really recognized. Uh, let's hope that it will be recognized, if for nothing else, the fact that it's the second political science effort in, in, in Indian civilization. Now, the, this vacuum or lack of uh, political science has caused us a lot of damage in my humble opinion. Because to just give you an idea of how much damage it has caused, just one flash. I will read a short paragraph in the words of no less than our 17 years first Prime Minister uh, that we had, Mr. Nehru. Nehru told Sir Rob Lockhart, who was the first commander-in-chief of the Indian Army, uh, British left behind because we were not yet considered prepared enough to have a commander-in-chief. Uh, thereafter came uh, General Kariyappa. This is Nehru speaking. Our policy is non-violence. We foresee no military threats. Scrap the army. The police are good enough to meet our security needs. There is no need for an army. Scrap it. And our police is sufficient to meet our security needs. No single power would attack India in such an event. In such an event, the other powers would combine to frustrate the attack. We saw what happened in 1962. I think many of us are born after 1962, but doesn't matter, the history is well known. And I have heard with my own ears as a young man of 25, Nehru on the All India Radio saying, my heart goes out to the people of Assam. The message was that, sorry, we can't protect you, you are gone in Chinese hands and good luck to you. But my heart is still with you. That was Mr. Nehru who had said that police was enough. Then why not home guards only? They were even cheaper than the police. Because he was thinking of money. Who had no idea of money incidentally. So what I'm trying to say is that this is only a sample, a flash of how this because of lack of political awareness, because no political science is all dismissed as theory, but it also brings awareness of the importance of foreign policy, defense policy, etc., etc. But obviously, this 
learned Cambridge graduate had no idea of uh, foreign policy and of defense policy. It is, seems so. Now, maybe uh, it was under certain circumstances. Um, God knows. Now, that explains also partly that there has been no resistance whatsoever that I know of. I may be wrong. There may be instances that we revolted against the medieval rule of so many uh, invaders coming in, starting with uh, Muhammad bin Qasim in Sindh, and thereafter, of course, Mahmud of Ghazni. He didn't rule, of course, so he should not be counted in this. But there certainly was Muhammad Ghori who ruled through Aibak and so on. There was no, no real revolt. The first military revolt or a, an armed revolt that we know of was, I think, 1857. And that was largely a Muslim effort to take revenge because the British had dispossessed them of their power. It was not essentially a Hindu effort, although a few Hindus like Padnavis and others joined in because they had their own grievances. Now, this is the price you pay for not knowing political science. When I say you, I mean a society generally and certainly its leaders. And of course, I wasn't inspired to uh, write this effort, Krishna Rajya. I had to wait for a good 15 years before I met Mr. Iyer. Uh, because I needed help, because my background is only business and my formal education was only eight years, from the age of 11 to 19. That doesn't qualify me to be a researcher or a man of any great uh, erudition. As a result, I had to wait for somebody who knew the ancient times and the background, which uh, Mr. Iyer provided great help to me in that effort. But it took me 15 years. And look at the political unawareness again. Um, I advertised, apart from approaching people personally, that and they were retired professors of political science. And but they say, what is Krishna Raja nonsense? I mean, they may everybody may not have used that expression, but uh, they meant nonsense that he was not a Raja, so Raja, Raja kaise ho gaya? Now, this is the level of our political scientists, I mean, some professors. Basically, because of this gap, that's the point I'm making, not to blame any individuals. And then I advertised in one daily, in uh, daily, no response. Advertised for somebody on payment, not free of charge, made it clear in the ad, advertisement, no reply. Then I advertised in all the editions of Times of India, wanted a partner to write, research and write uh, Krishna Rajya of, on emoluments negotiable, yet no answer. So, uh, it, it shows 
our indifference and that indifference the price of which we have no idea how much we have paid with our civilization the hindu civilization was crushed i think otherwise we would have gone ahead much farther then we have how we survived is a surprise frankly because no other country really as civilization has survived i mean take iran for example and so on um, normally everybody got converted so i would request you friends that when as and when possible do remind people of this experience not about krishna rajya that is just one book but that please be aware of the political consequences of ignorance like this that is the appeal krishna himself stood for a strong central whether call it an empire or call it a strong central state in north india so as to avoid or prevent invasions from taking place he could foresee that is where he was a colossus the vision is just un- unthinkably large and if i mean this continued fortunately or unfortunately for a while until harshvardhan who was the big ruler and i think the last of the big hindu rulers before we face the other invasions had for example that been realized and we did have a centralized state perhaps we would not our medieval history might have been entirely different we would not have had to undergo all the humiliation and the crushing that i have talked about in other words if krishna had been given sufficient heed by our civilization which is a very tall order then perhaps our medieval history might have been different this is just a thought i leave it with you uh, i i mean i cannot prove or disprove it but it's a possibility so that is one thing and second thing of course which is emphasized is that a ruler this is what comes through in 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 that in attempting our uh, research or whatever we call it search for krishna rajya is that the ruler must rule for the country and the people and not for himself or his family now if you accept that you can see already the change since 2014 you may not agree with the policies of this government that's all right but this is a clean rule we have never had a prime minister who has been really uh personally above board even in the first phase we had krishna menon and his jeep scandal and of course many other corruptions small or big including ics officers in those days who were corrupt who did accept money it was proved and if there was sufficient halla in the parliament then they were made to resign like for example haridas mundra 
a scandal which somebody has to be quite uh, my age really to realize uh, uh, that he uh, the scam was one crore sixty four lakhs, and he took the toll of the managing director of LIC. I'm talking of the scam in the first phase. Uh, the uh, principal secretary of finance, Mr. H. M. Patel, who later became finance minister of India in the Janata government, and ultimately T. T. Krishnamachari Nehru's favorite finance minister. One crore sixty-four lakhs cost these three jobs. So, but these things did happen. I mean, that's the point I'm making. And of course, Mrs. Gandhi was quite frank. She says, "Which country in the world don't you have corruption?" So when the top person, we were discussing this in the car in another context, that if the top person is not clean, I'm talking of finance, uh, then how why do you expect anybody else below him or her to be not uh, unclean? And that's what we have suffered. Again, back to our unawareness. Sufficiently of the political consequences of what is joked about as Uspikya is a subject of brastachar to hota hai. But forget about the brastachar and the money. But what are the consequences to the civilization? Then, of course, not to leave it. Incidentally, before I get on to that. Kaura was and the Jarasand who was ruling in uh, Magad or somewhere near uh, in Magad, uh, they were not considered again above board by Sri Krishna, and therefore Krishna preferred the Pandavas. That's just a small clarification. Now, not to deal with Krishna alone because nobody has yet. Talked about him as a political factor. This is the first attempt. Otherwise, he was a butter thief. He was a killer of the Kaliya Nag. He was uh, used to be fond of gopis, and uh, the only compliment he got, really a virtuous one, was uh, you know speaking out the Bhagavad Gita. But other than that, I think he has been really. Portrayed rather poorly, although the man was a colossus. But I think our people, not being aware of sufficiently aware, politically aware, that we have not had the uh, shall we say the alertness to see deeper into Krishna, and you know dismissed him as a good boy who who was mischievous. Anyhow, but not to sort of. Keep him isolated and alone. Uh, we have used Morgan Thau, Hans Morgan Thau, the American political scientist, uh, who talks about a real estate, but a state which does not abandon ideals. In the sense, the end must be idealistic, or the means may have to be practical, which is what Krishna also meant that dharmic. state does not mean that you don't have to do practical things but dharmic state means that its end or its purpose 
मस्ट बी धार्मिक एथिकल मॉरल बट वी यूज ऑल्सो प्लेटो टू गिव ए कंटेम्पररी रफ कंटेम्पररी ऑफ कृष्णा एज टू वॉट द यूरोपियन थॉट एंड दे ऑफकोर्स हैड ए कंप्लीटली डिफरेंट व्यू दिटीजन वॉज मेंट फॉर द स्टेट एंड नॉट द स्टेट फॉर द सिटीजन वेर इज आवर इंडियन व्यू कंटिन्यूज टू बी दैट द स्टेट इज रियली फॉर द वेलफेयर एंड प्रोटेक्शन ऑफ द सिटीजन but it's is nice to know what the europeans were thinking and this plato's idea continues right through at least till marx it was solidly there karl marx i mean where the citizen was really used as a general fodder for the state then you had bismarck strong state large state that's what he united germany as we all know it all finished in 1870 then can you imagine what the world would have been the western world in particular and as a result whatever the effects on the eastern world without lincoln if america had not remained united who would have protected western europe through the two world wars is worth imagining then we have sardar patel who unified india had sardar patel not been there and left to the others in the cabinet what would have happened to us god only knows the other thing that hit me in practical terms as to this pursue this goal of writing krishna rajya 15 years was no joke and my life hasn't been inactive is what i witnessed i was then in parliament but in the upper house that mr girdar gomango one vote in the lok sabha and that brought down the bajpai government now ethically he was not a correct man to be there because he was an mp lok sabha mp who had already taken charge as chief minister of orissa had moved into the uh, chief minister's bungalow he was attending the office and he was governing uh, odisha but on the day of this voting for uh, against mr bachpai he came all the way from bhubaneswar slipped into the lok sabha and at the last moment voted and brought down the government now there is something seriously wrong if a chupke se aaya hua aadmi can bring down a whole government of such a large country and what a terrible cost if you just think of the election within a year so there must be something wrong with the system so i have attempted or we have attempted in the last chapter a possible uh well not a constitution but some framework whereby it would be more suitable for our indians with our psychology than it is as far presently because our present constitution is a straight borrowing or rather building around the act of 1935 which was written by the british to govern india better from their point of view not from our point of view and we have made that as the skeleton of our constitution so in and in other words the attempt has been 
to try and discover or at least the direction of how we can have a government by Indians for Indians rather than imported. I think that I would rather call it a halt just now for the time being and answer or clarify questions in people's minds after Mr. Ayer has had his say than to go on. Namaskar and uh, thank you everybody for your time. Let me begin by expressing uh, my deep gratitude to Shri Goradia for this opportunity to be the co-author of a seminal project, Krishna Rajya. Uh, since Sir has already dwelt in length on the nature and importance of Krishna Raj, what I would like to briefly add is this, apart from being the second and justifiably so second political science book after Arthashastra, and that was nearly 3000 years ago. Krishna Raj, which is primarily Mr. Goradia's effort, is also a document of the civilizational underpinning of Bharatvarsh. Now, when we speak of civilizational entity, our educational system, or at least what we have been taught in our years in school and college, has generally told us that India did not enjoy political unity, and whatever political unity we had, was given to us by outsiders, either the Muslim or the Christian. I'm going to be blunt here. Now, we of course have been uh, fighting with our backs to the wall in trying to disprove this, but have not been able to do a pretty good job of it all these decades. Now, as it stands, a very honest, blunt and even objective reading of our own civilization although we Hindus have been pretty, uh, pretty laggard about it. But a very objective reading of our own civilization will no doubt yield that much before these Western invaders visited our shores, the underpinning feeling of India being one as a civilizational entity has always been there. Now, Krishna Raj has made a very serious attempt to go into this. As Mr. Goradia rightly said, this is not about the religious Sri Krishna, not that we are against it, but we, we all are people of some faith, I'm sure. But we have consciously eschewed any decision of, any, any discussion of Krishna as Bhagwan Krishna or his exploits. Krishna Raj is purely about the political geopolitical, real political and strategic Krishna, who in his day was very conscious of the need to unify India into one single political entity. Arguably, you could call him with plenty of justification, Krishna Raj has all the, all the material for it. Uh, if not the first political universe, certainly among the first, political and geopolitical unifiers of India and Krishna Raj with justification has laid out the whole thing. Most critical analysis of Hindu civilization too will yield the fact that at least as 3000 years ago, if not more, 
our personal opinions may differ but if not more from the most critical analytical part of it at least 3000 years ago hindus still then were conscious of this being one single land not just culturally but even civilizationally and politically and hindu figures have been making attempts to bind this land into one geopolitical whole krishna was well the foremost among them how and why of it is there in krishna raj for all of you to digest ponder over think even criticize well criticism would always be welcome but yes we are we are confident that what we have stated will stand the test of time now here mr goradia has to be commended for thinking about the concepts i must confess despite my long years of study of krishna as an individual as an avatar as a person of bhakti and as as a universal and cosmic individual but krishna raj as a concept did not strike me so mr goradia in that sense is the first individual to thought of it krishna raj now most hindus would balk krishna raj krishna raj kaise ho sakta hai ram raj to theek hai shri ram raja the krishna raj kahan se aaya swayam raja nahi the but in fact throughout his life if you if you look at his is the course of his life he he strived rather hard to bring down a whole lot of rajas so how could there be a krishna raj well it's there we have done uh, we have tried to do our best and now it's for the audience but having said that i do believe this is a work that needs to be read and disseminated as far as possible although the complete evaluation of krishna raj may take some time in coming the book details a whole lot of things which are likely to be new to most indian readers like since we have had a major change of government a major change of polity i would say in the year 2014 and thankfully still continuing now uh, if we were to be briefly cast our glance on the shape of the indian polity or the indian state before 2014 the kind of challenges internal external we face we were facing now it might surprise a lot of people to know that these were not just the kind of challenges but even more severe exactly or more or less the same the kind of challenges india of those days faced pressures internal and external particularly on her western front which i would say i would rather dare say most people familiar even with the mahabharat may not may not have approached it or may not be aware of for example how many of uh, us would be aware that krishna had to face west asian invaders on the saurashtran coast the very place from where sir hails from it's not just the kauravas or jarasandh of magadh we had to contend with pressures from babylon phoenicia bactria assyria these are historical facts borne out by research which we have mentioned in the bibliography of krishna raj now this it is essential to lay out to to readers of this generation and for future generations too of the internal and external challenges india faced much before the pandavas came to power much before the kurukshetra war
and also of course it is not uh, really incumbent on us to stress but krishna raj by both of us also in a way opens the historicity of krishna he is no myth mythological figure as a lot of uh, us are uh, are habituated to think of but a historic figure born out by research born out by archaeological research and born out by a whole lot of other research that is one of the prime aspects krishna raj deals with